Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Udon Cheek, assistant track and field coach at East Carolina University. You are plugged into the Sports Objective Podcast. If you are a fan, you are plugged into the right place. And if you're really a fan, you will share that link. My heart is purple and gold. I'm a pirate down to my soul. And I don't back down, not at all. Find out when the cannons explode. Boom! It's time now for the Sports Objective Podcast. No talking heads, just guys who love sports. Here's Dave Richmond. Welcome into the Sports Objective Podcast. I am Dave Richmond along with, hey, Bubba Rosenbaum, how are you? Doing well, Dave. Hope you are. I'm so excited. It's our weekend podcast. We've got a great, tell everybody we're so excited about our guests. Absolutely, though. This guy is certainly... No stranger to Pirate Nation, one of the best linebackers um, that East Carolina's had, uh, especially especially in recent memory. Um, finished his Pirate career in 2015. Uh, we caught up with Zeke Bigger. Uh, Zeke was certainly never uh, shy when it came to interacting with the media. He's a great interview, and I'm um, looking forward to hearing from Zeke here in just a few minutes. Kyle from LaGrange Barber will join us for the interview, but right now a roundtable, Bubba, uh, right out of the gate. You and I have been worried, and we'll say off the year, um, but pleasantly surprised in a good way. What in the world is going on? We we challenged people to call one eight hundred ECU. We told them anytime beyond business hours, you can go to the website ecpirates dot com and get your season tickets. And Bubba, what in the world? As of Thursday morning, we're recording this on Thursday evening. Thursday morning, what do we have now? What, what's on the tote board? 9,792, and again, um, it takes some perspective just realizing the situation. Uh, obviously, in a normal year, um, we would not be very excited about that, to put it mildly, but under these circumstances um, with where things have been, uh, that's extremely encouraging because that in the last, I guess, 13 days, 12 to 13 days, we have sold close to 4,500 tickets. That's just amazing. Even I, that's not a numbers guy, Notice the significance when you're going like low 5,000, barely over, uh, what was it, 52, 5,300, something like that. Then you go there. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're look. I mean, that's just incredible. And I was joking with you earlier. The original goal, if you remember, was what, 16,000? Yep, 16,000. Um, that's pre COVID. And, um, after COVID, it was 10. And we're at 10 now. So I'm saying, hey, let's go for it. Let's stick with it. I know why they were doing that because it was, it was really low at one point. Um, back when this first thing hit in the middle of March, and here we are early June. Um, and I'm saying, I know there's going to be a dead period, meaning people want, you know, they're going to be out of the beach, they're going to be on the boat, they're going to be the river, the campground, camping, whatever. But my goodness, oh my goodness, I was just, uh, I'm tickled to death. I saw that this morning. Our good friend Stephen Igo had it up, ECU Athletics. I mean, just tickled to death. And again, folks, get your season tickets, 1 800 dial ECU. You can do that Monday through Friday business hours or anytime at ecupirates.com. Yeah, actually here in the last couple of days, uh, Ryan Robinson, of course, assistant AD with East Carolina, was on Pirate Radio, excellent interview with Troy on PRL. And uh, during that interview, Ryan said um, he understands and the administration, John Gilbert, et cetera, they understand uh, everything that we're going through right now because they're obviously going through it themselves. And um, he said if you have extenuating circumstances and you couldn't, you couldn't uh, get your tickets purchased and your Pirate Club um, pledge made um, by by the 10th, that deadline of yesterday. 
then uh, reach out to them, and uh, they quite possibly may be able to work with you and uh, see if you can still get your seat to that priority location. So definitely um, do so, and, like, and who knows, the way things have been going the last 13 days or so, uh, we may very well eclipse that 10,000 mark today since that was 9,792 as of first thing this morning. Yeah, folks, let's do it. I mean, we're pirates, pirate pride. No reason to. Uh, let's show the support that we are, uh, that we have for Pirate Nation. Do it for our the Trailblazers. We had that great show with, uh, we have a lot to talk about in a, a short period of time, but I just want to say go back, Bubba. Uh, awesome job you did. I want to thank Pat Dye Jr., the whole, um, all the coaches and players on Facebook Live and live on YouTube last night on Wednesday. We had the Pat Dye tribute show. They're archived there on YouTube and Facebook on our um, Sports Objective, uh, of course, our channel. Uh, as far as uh, you can subscribe that to YouTube, you can get anything we have. And on Facebook, it's archived too. So like our Facebook page. And, and Bubba, I know uh, we'll be talking about other side of the – we're talking about our sweepstakes. Um, but that's a really big promotion we've got going on. A pair of tickets. Speaking of season tickets, we'll do that in just a little bit. I know you want to talk about – we've got some, a few other things to talk about right before we get to Zeke. Yeah, Major League Baseball draft going on, and congratulations to Alec Burleson. Uh, he he went 70th overall. That is the last few picks of the second round, the compensation portion. Um, so he went to the St. Louis Cardinals um, with that 70th pick, and that that slot, Dave, get this is um, this for the signing bonus is uh, slotted for $906,800. So um, that doesn't necessarily mean that Burley will will get that. I don't, but it may be more, maybe um, you know, right around that, or, or or it could it could be in excess of a million or something. But uh, just huge news for Alec and his family. So congratulations to him. As much as we hate to see him go and not have any more um, time spent in the purple go- purple and gold at Clark Clare Stadium, but uh, he is the third pitcher now in the last three years in the Cardinals organization, along with Evan Krasinski and also Chris Holba. No doubt about it. Uh, for Pirate Nation, we'll keep an eye on that Cardinals organization. What a great town for baseball and a rich tr- tradition. If you're a baseball fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir if you know about that. Uh, Bubba, I know that uh, a lot of great things on the basketball, the hardwood. We got a, a, I know Joe Dooley had another offer to a great player in North Carolina. Yeah, and this kid, I believe he's originally from Bronx, New York, um, but is now at Moravian Prep, which I was actually not familiar with. But I think um, from my research, I believe that's in Hickory, North Carolina. Um, this kid, um, I believe he goes by Dre Watson. Dondre is his, I believe, given name. But uh, Dre Watson, 6'8 or 6'9, and he is uh, in next year's class, the 2021 class. Uh, so we do have an offer on the table to him, our good buddy, Jamie Shaw with Absolute Basketball Experience shared that with us um, last night on Twitter, and so we we certainly uh, retweeted that. But uh, in addition to that, um, we got our fourth commitment for football. Oh yeah, 2021 class. Um, another safety as he is in high school. I believe he may be uh, kind of like Jalen Clyatt, uh, the, the recruit out of Maryland, and, and the recruit's name uh, is Cruz Temple. Uh, so Cruz Temple is out of Abbeville, South Carolina, and, you know, we've recruited that state so well under Coach Houston and staff. Um, got three of the top players in the state a year ago and uh, already have two commitments this year. 
And so uh, Cruz Temple, um, and one of the things that really jumps off the page about Cruz Temple is um, he has offers from all three academies. And so, and that's just, one, they've played good football here recently. But then in addition to that, you know the kid's intelligent. And then uh, in, a, in addition to uh, his intellect, uh, you, you certainly um, see a lot of things that you like on film. He, he, he comes up in a hurry, and then when he gets there, he absolutely delivers some blows on to the, oh, to the, to the, to the uh, opposing, opposing uh, skill guys. I mean, it's just – I mean, you, you watch just a handful of plays, and you're like, wow, it's very easy to see uh, what um, – you know, Trip Weaver and and um, Coach Blake Harrell and the defensive coaches like. I'm telling you guys, you heard it here first. We're going to do much better on defense. Um, said it several times recently. It doesn't have to be a top 50 defense for us to go to a bowl. So, um, Coach Harrell, I know there's going to take some time for everybody to learn everything, but I really like, I think Mike Houston hit a, it's not even a home run. I think it's a grand slam with Blake Harrell. I really do. Um, I know it'll, the translation. We'll have to see how it, tra- you know, translates to the field when it comes to game time. But I think right now, oh my gosh, man, the future is so bright at East Carolina. It's just, just and it was football, basketball, and baseball. Um, you know, I'm really excited. Hey, uh, Bubba, do you want to go to our next ge- to our only guest? I should say. Yeah, let's go ahead and then uh, go to that conversation with former East Carolina linebacker Zeke Bigger. Uh, Zeke, of course, was in the program from 2011 to 2015 and really had an unbelievable season uh, in 2014, um, and that was uh, his redshirt junior year. But let's go to that conversation with Zeke right now. Well, one of the best things about doing the podcast is we had to talk to one of our favorite players, in the history of the Pirates of Bubba, we've been wanting him on for quite a while. We were able to work our schedules out, and uh, and now is the perfect time to have him on. Yeah, this guy was one of the top Pirate linebackers in recent memory, for sure. Never shouted away from a microphone, that's for sure. Uh, welcome into the program, Zeke Bigger. How you doing? Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. We're so excited to have you on because I uh, told you I love linebackers. One of my favorite, you know, probably my favorite position on the field. And, uh... You know, it's uh, great to have you on because we want to talk some pirate football. And uh, first off, we'll talk about your your trip to Greenville and how you became a pirate. How are you doing these days? And uh, Bubba told me that you haven't hung up the cleats. You're you want to get on with a team, and we're we're pulling hard for you. Yes, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, it's been it's 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 been going pretty good. I can't complain. Um, me me going to be a pirate. We going way back. Uh, I'll start with that one. Okay. So honestly, um, going through going through the high school part, um, I had a few colleges going through the time. Um, but to make it short and simple, I was committed to Duke. Um, at the time, uh, ECU was my only official visit. Only official visit, so it only took one time. And um, the night I got down there, it was it was maybe three o'clock in the morning. Um, so it was it was turning. It was Saturday morning, early Saturday morning, three o'clock in the morning. I had just got through playing in the basketball game. We was uh, actually in the playoffs at the time. Um, and then uh, after that game, we got in the car. Me and my family, we took off. Um, I get there, of course, I didn't see anything at that night. That night, well, morning night, it's still dark. 
So I didn't get to see anything too much. Get up the next day. And um, honestly, man, I got to walk around something that was unbelievable at the time, um, me not even knowing anything about East Carolina or even keeping up with them in football at the time. And I've been a Miami Hurricanes fan as a little kid all the way up. So that was always a dream that I always wanted to reach to get there. Um, but when I got there, man, it was just, it was a feeling because I'm all about football. I love the game. Um, I love the fight. And most of the time, I love being an underdog, uh, you know, because, I mean, it brings the dog out of me. And I, I love things like that. Um, so being in that, being in the atmosphere at the time, meeting Coach Ruff, and honestly, me and Danny Webster came in together. We was on, we was on our same visit together. So I'm with him and Cody Keith, and they looking at me, and they talking to me, trying to talk me into it, man. Come on, here. So we just talking. I'm like, ah, and I'm trying to think. So we go out, and I meet all the players, Bodie and all the players, and it was just love. I started feeling right then that was a place for me. Um, and not only I tell everybody this all the time, when I got up to the media, well, I call it the media room where we go to normally after the game. Um, when I seen Chris Johnson up there on that board and I realized who it was in that picture with his mouth open and his grill was showing. And at that time, I was like, that's a – at that time, honestly, I was like, that's a badass. And at that time, I was like, I'm a badass, so why can't I do the same? So it, it really, like, the, the outcome of just looking at different things. I didn't get to come to a game, never got to come to a game before I even – it was just a feeling. It was just where I felt I was at home. I felt I was protected. Coach Ruff, me and Coach Ruff had a lot of talks. Um, of course, um, Kurt Patrick was recruiting me, Donnie Kirk, um, and he, he was on me, man. We was talking every day. We was, we was getting to know each other get there, get to know Ruff, and it was just love and joy. It was just something you couldn't turn down with Coach Ruff being there. And not only him being an alumni there and being in the same seats you are, but he's telling you things and giving you a lot of knowledge and things around there that once you got there, you understood what he was talking about. Um, so, I mean, it was a it was a great – it was an adjustment, but it, it was love. I, I, and I still, I still would like to see some of that right now if I can go back and play, but uh, – <laughs> yeah, by the time the college is over with. Yeah, that's yeah. what's really tough when you have a situation where that's what we talk about too on the podcast. You have a situation where guys maybe one, two years or or all four, like your case, it's tough because we get used to you guys. You're one of the best, mm-hmm. you know, linebackers, and then a great personality, got a great name for for football. You know, it's like you have everything, and then it's like you guys are gone, and um. It's really hard. Senior days for me are very hard because we have to let you guys go. You know, we love the Pirates and we love the players that are in purple and gold, and it's really difficult. Uh, we know that the, like there's no you have to leave, but it's kind of like you know sometimes you wonder like with pros when they have where you can be there many years or players like you that like mm-hmm. man we have to give him up. It seems like he's only been here a year or two and he's been here four. <laughs> I would have loved more. I would have loved more, yeah. honestly. Um, and the reason why I say that because I just – I don't regret anything. Um, but the senior year just didn't go the way I expected it to go. Um, and that was just by happenstance. You know, things happening. We get ready to go play our first game. We're in camp probably, what, a week and a half away. Out from the first game, Ben Kirk goes down with an ACL injury. And that was a star quarterback. And we're like, oh, man. So now we're – 
you know, we're judging, trying to figure out what we're going to do. Um, like, we had good quarterbacks that came and stepped up. But, I mean, at the time when we started right there, and that's who have been working with us all year during the summer, it's kind of hard to, you know, go out there the first game and the second game, third game, because you got to find rhythm with somebody else. Um, yeah. And then I got injured. I broke my hand, and that wasn't – that that I didn't take that too well. Um, I think I could have took it better. But I didn't take that too well with playing with it and doing the things I could do. It kind of eliminated me a little bit, but it's no excuses. <laughs> Honestly, um, it happens. But that I, I just wish I could have stayed injury free and we could have that. But it's a lot of coulda, woulda, shoulda. Things happen in life. And you got to move on with it. But yeah, that it would have been a better year if everything would have fell in place like it should have. Yeah, but looking back at that 2015 season, I guess we'll start there and go backwards. Uh, you brought it up. The, ben Kirk getting hurt before the season started. You know, I, they they brought in Philip Nelson, and I guess the hope was that Philip would be eligible to play. And uh, you know, Philip, good quarterback, great arm. How, looking back, had Philip been eligible with Ben Kirk going down? Do you think it would have made a big difference? You know, if he would have been able to play in fifteen. I mean, I, I, I couldn't say. I don't know. Um, at that time, I mean, he's a great quarterback also. But still at that time, going into a game and we're – now now we got to – you know, we're a, week, we're a week and a half away. We're a week yep. and a half from turning the lights on, you know, and we've been practicing this. You get adjusted. Sometimes, you know, you get adjusted so much, and that's your person where you got the timing on everything. Everything is clicking. Everything is on point. And, I mean, it just – I don't think we did bad at all, though. I think we started picking up some games, but it was just some games that we fell short, you know. Oh, so, you, I mean, I, I, eh. go ahead. You guys went five and six in a, under, in a very tough situation. Five and seven. We, we, we five and five seven, and yeah, seven yeah, yeah. With Ben Kirk going down a week before the season starts, it was a tough schedule. I mean, it, 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 it and you guys, not only did you go five and seven, you almost beat Cincinnati. You almost beat mm-hmm. South Florida, almost beat Temple. I mean, it, it, it ain't like you guys were getting bulldozed at BYU. Yeah. God Almighty, that damn BYU game. Man, oh, um, my goodness. Florida. Florida. <laughs> Florida, yeah, Florida. Florida. Yeah, Florida. It was just, I, I don't know, fellas. I think it was just meant for the way it happened because the Florida game, you know, it was a touchdown, wide open. Yeah. The ball just slips out Dropped of his hand. Oh, yeah. my goodness. What was that like down at the twenty yard line? It was about yeah, something like that. Something like the twenty yard line. It drops. Yeah, I mean, it was so close. That was that was automatic. Davon Grayson was sitting in the back of the end zone, and he saw him. And when he went back to throw it, it slipped in the back. And I'm just over there like, oh man. The one that killed me was the Cincinnati at the end of the year. Yeah, I I just look back at that game. let, let's be clear, Ruffin should have never been fired, whether that won that game no. or not. But yeah. you just look yeah. back at that Cincinnati game, if you win it, it probably changes the course of ECU football history because you're 6-6, six and six, you go into a yep. bowl game, and Ruffin never gets mm-hmm. fired. But Definitely. it shouldn't have came to that it, because it's ridiculous that Ruffin was fired. It, it was utterly yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was fighting a lot of different battles, man. I mean – some of us was injured. We was beat up here and there. And then, you know, we took a blow um, to a captain, you know. So now we're playing with two different quarterbacks. 
which said on the moment, you know, James came in, he did great. Kemp came in, he did great. Then sometimes things just didn't gel. So, I mean, it was just the game. It it just wasn't – I don't know, man. We played hard. (laughs) We haven't won five five games since. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and then, not to top all that, and there were still moments that season that we did have, like you know, we beat Virginia Tech in the rain. I mean, that that, that was awesome. We did. Yeah. One thing I can say, we ne- we didn't get blowed out. That's all I can huh. say. We struck when we got beat. It was close. So it was, it was just like we were just right over the edge. It was just just right I there. I think it was out of seven losses, Bubba, wasn't it? Out of seven, out of the seven losses, five were like ten points or less. Yeah, five or ten points or less. I'm probably the, just thinking back right offhand. Uh, the, the, most, the, the, the most disappointing game was that Friday night game at UConn. But you yeah. know what, UConn, oh, I'm man. But people forget UConn ended up upsetting Houston that year, who went to a New Year's Six bowl, and UConn went six and six that year and went to a bowl. Yes, it's, it certainly yeah. wasn't the UConn of, of the last few years. Yeah, yeah, they they got us. It was cold up there, y'all. <laughs> boy, when I, I remember that game, boy, it was so cold when we touched that field. Hey. I say, oh my boy. Hey Zeke, you... Zeke, what, Zeke, what was what was colder, uh, or which was the nastier conditions? That Friday night game at UConn or twenty fourteen at Temple? <laughs> oh my God, Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, man, 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 Temple, Temple, definitely, man. That was the most dirtiest, muddiest game, man. I love those games, so it was for it was a a game that I was prepared for because we knew we had to run, they had to run the ball, you know. So it was just that game right there showed if you can play in those type of games, that showed what type of football player you are. Yeah, right. to me, you know, because them them games that. They get dirty, they get muddy, you can't see sometimes stuff in your face. I got a picture on one picture, um somebody took and it's on Instagram. I got grass, mud, all in my face mask, visor, and uh, Coach Wiley used it that year. I think the next year I think it was the next year, the same year he used it in one little prompt. He was like, Now this is what you call right here, somebody is playing hard to get to the ball down and dirty and nasty. Just had grass all in my face mask, and I'm still. Playing. <laughs> and that <laughs> was the last time we were ranked, right? That was the last time yes. we were ranked. Yes, that the game. Top twenty-five. Yes, that wow. game there, man. That's hey, hard now, to believe, man. Mm. Now, Zeke, working in reverse, and going back on obviously in eleven, you redshirted, and then in two thousand twelve, you played primarily, if not solely, on special teams, and made a lot of tackles there. Um, but talk about. 2011 and 12, um, when you were um, kind of working your way, making a name for yourself, and uh, learning behind a guy like Jeremy Grove and some of those others. Okay, uh, 2011, the red shirt year, of course, just trying to gain weight, different things like that. Um, had a little injury also in camp that year, strain hamstring, and try to fight my way back, but it just. It wasn't no need of trying to do it because it was it was I, my body wasn't actually in the mode of college at the time. I was still had the high school body, so it was a different program. So I was trying to get myself to that point. Um, going on to 2012, man, I just I it was an opportunity that I couldn't miss out on, and and honestly, 
during high school, I never really played special teams. I mean, I was playing running back and I was playing linebacker. So I was playing both sides, so it was really kind of hard. I'm already gassed. Um, so going to special teams, it was just I knew we had had to make plays, and they built that into us. And one thing I knew is if you make plays on special teams, you will soon get your opportunity to play on defense. That was my main thought process. So during that time, it was just knock them down. They get up, knock them down again. That was my mindset. Um and I, I was just – I just had fun during that time, man. Coach Dahl was calling different great schemes. Um, we were doing a lot of mix matching and cutting underneath each other. And I think the Appalachian game, I had a big explosive play um, on a kick return. Um, and, I, and I hit the dude. Of course, it just came open. And from there on, man, it was just like, you get the most tackles you can get. <laughs> and from there, it, 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 everybody started noticing. Um and I just enjoyed it, man. I'm a people's person, so I, I don't never get too ahead of myself. I just have fun. But on the field, I'm a totally different person. On the field, is you, you're talking to a whole different guy. It's not Zeke. It's not Ezekiel. It's just a whole different guy. I'm in a whole different mode at that time. At that time, if you're not a part of me, then, hey, man, you got to go. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the way I thought of it. And I just had a great year. I mean, um, and it and it led to another. It, it, Zeke in twenty thirteen, Brian Mitchell gets let go. Uh, Rick Smith comes in, defense coordinator. Uh, what, what were your thoughts of uh, of Coach Smith uh, when he came in as defense coordinator and a uh, little little bit of a turnaround there on defense? Oh, uh, it was it was definitely different. Um, Coach Smith came in, and one thing he came in with is it was a state um actually a quote and thing that he had on the wall was a, a foxhole so it was something that he would say who he would carry in his foxhole um so basically who will be a part of it if we all work together as a team and we want army all of us go to war at the same time and he brought a different mentality to the game um you know old school he's an older guy you know so it was it was old school <laughs> It was old school as it can get. Um, so some of them things we all correlate to. So everybody understood that because as of growing up as young kids and normally when you get to high school or something like that, down from where I'm from, at least in North Carolina, you have an older coaches. Yep. You know, so when he came in, it was just like he, he has a lot of knowledge, of course. He's been there. He's done that. And he just brought a lot of fun to the game. Um the defense was flying around. I mean, it was it was just everything was moving, and we had the pieces for the for the defense who was running with Montes, with with me, with Brandon Williams, with uh, Maurice, with you know, we we had everything. We we had enough speed, and we had to the point where we were strong enough to outnumber teams when we ran three four, and that's what the scheme was. It was just a three four scheme, simple three four. We handled our business, and that that was it. <laughs> did you guys know how good y'all were going to be? Did you did you know going into that twenty? I, I guess you expect to win every game, but you know, winning ten games in twenty thirteen. Did, did, did you did y'all know y'all were going to be that good going into the season? I'm gonna be honest. The twenty thirteen game, we played South Carolina. Win second game, correct? That year. That was, was that second. That was, 
That was twenty fourteen. That was fourteen. Okay, who we play? Who did we play the second? Who who did we start in, out in, with? In, in twenty in twenty thirteen, um, let's see. In in twenty thirteen, the second game I think was FAU at. We we opened with Old Dominion, then okay. we played F- FAU on a Thursday night, and then we had the hard fault fifteen to ten loss at home to Virginia Tech b- oh, b- b- before, yeah. before the North Carolina blowout. Yeah, the, the game the game yeah. at Chapel Hill where we blew out North Carolina is when you really kind of realized how good that team was in thirteen. Yeah, yeah, that was that was well. We had to fight back from that one because me and B, me and Brandon Williams thought that was our fault. We lost to Virginia Tech because y'all know. Y'all didn't give us hell, but we had newspapers, all the young boys playing, we don't think da la la, this, 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 that, that. <laughs> Me and B. Williams looked at each other and said, they got us messed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so even though we lost that game, we, I mean, with Kyle and Tula down, because the FAU game is where they got hurt. Um, and then we all, we got our opportunity to come in, and we was going back and forth. And so the Virginia Tech game, Two, I think uh, both of them was out. They was both out for that uh, for that game. So you going in with all the pressure on us as me being a red shirt sophomore and Brandon being a junior at the time, it was just at that time we didn't have no choice but to feel the way we played the FAU. I think we talk about this all the time. And they tell us this, but we don't want to take the credit, you know, because – Grove and Tudor did. Hey, they did extremely what we what we expect. They had they played good. They taught us the game. They taught us the plays. They taught us a lot of things. Shoulders and Ty Holmes also. But I mean, it, I I just guess it was the time for us. We was ready, and we knew we was ready. You know, to play at the time, and the door opened for us. And right then, if you can ask some of the players if I'm wrong, I mean, most of them say when we got in, everything changed. They said, man, when you and B. Williams started playing, you said everything changed. Said, like something just sparked up. And I'm like, for real? They were like, yeah, y'all brought a different little swag to the game. And I'm like, okay, you know. So some of them say that. And after that, we just took off. Everybody just practiced with junk talk. I'm talking about everybody, talking junk to everybody. Everybody wants some of everybody. <laughs> so I think that's what really – gave us the momentum and we started learning how talented we really were and what we could really do because we was actually getting out of that practice. Like it was, it was balls to the wall. Like everybody wanted a piece of somebody. Everybody wanted to come to film and say, look what I did to him. Look what I did to him. You know, and the coach saying something just so you can have some, some pull. Somebody saying, ah, you got, you know, but it was, it was, it helped. It, It helped. We won 10 games and, we 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 play we play some decent teams. <laughs> Looking back at that thirteen season, one game that people always talk about and remember it was two games actually. Um, the last two weeks of the season, um, we we went to North Carolina State. You guys beat North Carolina State in Raleigh. Then it was a short week. That was on Saturday, Thanksgiving week. Y'all traveled to Huntington to play Marshall on a Friday afternoon, and that was that was for the East Division of Conference USA. And, and one of one of the not best performances that year. But I always kind of looked at that game and thought, man, they just beat NC State. It's a short week. It's Thanksgiving week. I just did y'all just was it Marshall or did you guys just come out flat? I mean, what happened in that game? 
man, we just stunk it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I don't know. Like it, it all happened so fast, man. It just I don't know. I don't know if we was we was already on our high horse because we done took care of what we had to take care of in North Carolina, um, or we just we just came out flat. Honestly, yeah. Like you said, I mean, nothing was hitting. We was not hitting on anything, um, including myself. <laughs> so um, it, it was, yeah, it was, I don't, I wouldn't say it was martial. I just feel like we was doing things that we normally didn't do. We all wasn't in tune. And you seen what happened. Yeah. I remember hearing Coach Smith talk about that game um, or that week of practice leading into that game and saying how the weather was nasty and, and, um, and that's certainly no excuse. I mean, you just got to deal with it. But um, that certainly points to the need for the indoor practice facility and so forth. He he said, looking back on it, um, he said it, he obviously he didn't do a good enough job uh, getting you guys prepared. And uh, he yeah. said he just felt as though looking back on it, it was kind of maybe not as surprising as it was when it happened. It 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 really. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I think when we first got there. I don't think we were defeated, but it was just like, because when we got there, it was so old-timey looking. When the plane landed, they say the plane slid a little bit because it was snow out there at the time. So now everybody's like, oh, Lord, man, you know, we thanking God ain't nothing happened. Get off on the plane. It's just, oh, particularly, it's just, particularly, when, like, particularly when you're going to Marshall. <laughs> man, come on, man. And we already scared. You know what I'm saying? We, you, you already know it's going through our mind. We done saw the movie, yeah. everything. My mind is messed up on the plane. I'm just like, man, please, Lord, please. So it, it, it messes with you, honestly. Like, then you get there, and it's just old timey. Like, the hotel we stayed in, we walked in, they got deer heads, they got bucks, they got <laughs> bulls. I'm just like, I'm looking like, wow. You know, I'm saying it's quiet. It's nothing out there. I mean, you probably seen one or two cars move. And we sitting in there, we go in there, we go try to turn TV on, we don't have cable. We don't, Listen, y'all, we, we don't have nothing right there before that game. Everything was just terrible. I'm talking about terrible. So I'm not sure they had y'all in Huntington, Zeke. <laughs> hey, I don't know where hey guys, we was at. Hey, Zeke, I remember when we had, um, not too long ago, somebody you know very well, we had uh, Chuck Young on <laughs> for Sport Work Ministries. He said that was the worst place that he ever traveled to so Man. far in his 20-some-year career there as being the chaplain for the football team. Y'all don't understand. I think that's what messed us up. Our heads, was, everything was just, it, I don't know. I got there, and it's just like, where are we at? It's just nothing, <laughs> just snow, and it's just white, and it's just two or three cars you see going by. The hotel, like I said, we walk in, they got animals in there like Texas Longhorns. Like, they got them on the, on the walls. And then, of course, you got the Randy Moss picture. Of course, we walk, I see they got the Randy Moss picture and stuff and all things. But it just looked it, so we didn't have no cable. So we trying to get um we were trying to get uh to watch something. What was that on the TVs back then? Uh that you can call and try to so the coaches like we could do that and they you know they pay for it or whatnot because we didn't have cable, we didn't have nothing. <laughs> we had we had nothing, fellas. Like that was the worst. Chuck, you know, I told you the truth. 
So yeah. you done heard it from two people now. So <laughs> we need to get Mike um, Hamrick on, the former AD, uh, AD at ECU, now the AD back home yeah, as far as his alma mater. Say, so what's going on? You put these teams in. Is that like a psychological advantage yeah. you're trying well, to have hey, over the team? Marshall, Marshall does have one hell of a home record. So it yeah. might be something to that. But I'm at least you guys you. wrapped it up with, with the win against Hawaii in the uh, St. Pete Bowl. Or the, oh, yeah. I, I got Beefo Brady. Oh, Beefo Brady. Yep, Beefo Brady. Thank you for that one. That was that was the first one, so that that, that felt good. I mean, definitely, um, we thought we should have been in a better game, of course, but with that loss to Marshall, that didn't help us none. Yeah, uh, Zeke, I want to ask you something too. We'll talk about your career, but as a former player, how hard has it been? Uh, Twenty fifteen, I know it was a losing season, but y'all, we talked about earlier in the interview, so close to being um, at least five hundred going to a bowl. And now we're we're staring five. We've got five seasons that we've lost, uh, losing seasons, and uh, we have Mike Houston. Things are turning around, but I know it's got to be even harder than it is on the fans or alums or whatever Pirate Nation when you're a former player and you know that our program that right now we we don't have Pirate football. Uh I mean it's, it's it's been tough at times. I watch every game. I try to I try my best to get every game and um I got I have the little live thing as far as like the ESPN so when I could catch it I was always in there watching eight hours. And the thing is, I mean, you go through rough times. You know, things happen the way they happen. So things had to happen, had to unfold the way they had to unfold. You know, I mean, what you do to a good a good man, you know, and who carried Carried a chip on his shoulder and carried his team and carried these young men the way he did, and to do him like that at the end, something else had to come back to happen. I mean, that's just how you look at life. You know what I'm saying? When you do something wrong to somebody else, something else got to come. You're just waiting for the karma to come. You know, I hate that it had to happen that way. You know what I'm saying? And because I, I mean, I know Coach Mo personally. I know Coach Mo personally. Um, he was actually he actually came and saw me at Ashburg when I committed to Duke. He was one that he was one of the recruits coming to the school seeing me. So that's how I met him, and especially he's from up here at Shelby Londale, and I'm from Gastonia. So um, it's, a, it's a connection there. Um, but I mean, it just happened at the wrong. It just happened at that time. You know what I'm saying? I can't take nothing from him. I can't take nothing from him as a coach. But he was underneath a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? And some of it went it wasn't nothing he could do. You know, it wasn't his fault that things happen that way, you know, so it's only so much you can control at that time. You're trying to control something that you didn't have nothing to do with about and everybody is mad that you got your team upset because they we ain't got coach rough so we ain't gonna play. You know, at the end of the day you gotta go out there and play ball. You know what I'm saying? I mean that's that's just what it is. I know it hurt. I was hurt too. But then day you gotta go play ball. That's what you're there for. That's what you do. You gotta come out and do what you have to do and and make things happen. You mentioned uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick earlier uh, recruited you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to have you got to be happy to see uh, Coach Houston bring Donnie K back with him. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, me and Donnie K has talked. We spoke a couple times, just a couple texts, and I can't wait to get down there. I just congratulate him, you know, for getting for getting back home. And you know, y'all obviously thank you and asked what I was doing now, and we just talking, having a good little conversation, but. I can't wait to get back down and get to talk to KP, Donnie Kirk, DK, my phone, DK, and also meet Coach Houston. 
was that was Trip was Trip Weaver around when when you were here, uh, Zeke? Yes, Trip Cleaver there too. Yeah, I, I told him congrats. He was um, actually co- he was coaching. I want to say GA when I was there. I want to say I don't. I think GA. I think if I'm That's wrong, right. I apologize, Trip. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, he was there when I was there. So got got, got a couple of familiar faces here, uh, and uh, yeah, and you know, Coach Houston at, at least you know don't want don't know if it's lip service or not, but. Uh, from from our experience with him, uh, he seems to be very welcoming to former players. So I'm sure he'd he'd, he'd be happy to welcome you back uh, anytime. Uh, it, oh yeah, so. yeah, definitely. He's made very clear. Wait, I, I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, I was going to tell you, Zeke. He is actually the great thing I like about him. See, when you go to practice and you get on the linebackers, any player on that, <laughs> if you say something. It carries weight because you've been there, you've done that. If any of us in Pirate Nation say some people are going to like, all right, you haven't been out here for for all these hard days of practice, all the lifting, all the mm-hmm. study halls, all the stuff we have to do. So you have, but if a former player goes out there, that's a whole different ballgame, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's always, I mean, because you always want to, especially like when you're young, when you're that young and you're coming in, and you always like to see the older people and see what happened to them and what they're doing and how did they adapt to things. And that's what Coach Ruff also did, too, when he was bringing in some of the alumni and we was having little mentors here and there just to, you know, get warmed up, especially when we got there as freshmen because um, we had to learn everything. We had to figure out what was good, what was bad, what was the places to go, what was the places not to go. Um, so we learned that fast with, the, with those adults um, at the time. And that's where it went. So he's doing that. That's the, that's definitely the right track. And I can't wait to get down there. I'm happy to go, honestly. <laughs> so Zeke, coming off that 2013 season where we had won 10 ball games, um, obviously had a lot returning, extremely high expectations for 2014 with everything we had returning uh, on offense as well as defense. And uh, on the offensive side, you of course had Shane and. Zay, Justin, uh, Cam, et cetera, and then uh, on your, on uh, the defensive side of the ball, guys like yourself and Brandon and um, Josh Hawkins, who had five picks that season. So just talk about, talk about what are your memories of the 2014 season. I know you led the American in, in tackles with 140. That was the most that any Pirate had had since way back in 2003 with Chris Moore. So, uh, so what are your memories of your redshirt junior season? Oh man, a lot of fun. Um, a lot of butt whooping. Uh like we beat the brakes off some teams. Um, that was North Carolina, huh? Seventy four or seven what was it? Seven forty one. And you know what? Yeah. You remember the student section with the oh my gosh, it was so funny, I'll never forget. We won seventy. Yeah. No, they said we yeah. won a hundred. No, they said we won a hundred. <laughs> I I Dave, uh, love my seats there because having that the boneyard. Oh my God, they were. Bubba, me and Bubba, me and Bubba have debated this many times, and uh, I, we we think you were in some parallel universe when you heard we won a hundred, Dave. But <laughs> <laughs> no, because we already know we already had seventy. So why would they say we want seventy when we already had seventy? Because they so said they, it before we had seventy. But no, anyway. so it was early. In the, it was early in the fourth quarter. It was early in the fourth quarter. And they they said we won a hundred. We had seventy. Well, well, we, didn't, we, we didn't get seventy until seven and a half minutes left. Exactly. I, I, I'm just well, giving you a tough time, Dave. But uh, <laughs> hey, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I wanted a hundred too. 
Yeah, hey, guess what? Yeah, and a hundred's not enough against those those guys. So um, that would not be. You guys, you guys dominated North Carolina. Well, you did it thirteen too, but in fourteen in Greenville. I mean, it was it was almost to the point where if it had been anybody else, you'd have felt sorry for them. Man, it, it meant it meant so it meant so much to us, y'all. It didn't like if you can see my face right now when we talk about this game. It meant so much to us because. That week, I don't know if y'all remember, newspapers came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I They remember. started talking about, we're the little <laughs> brothers. Whoa. Uh, so we're thinking, like, huh? Do you remember this week? Do you remember this? Uh, huh? uh, do you remember this quote? I forget who said it, but I'm trying to get it exactly right. Um, they beat us last year. No, they beat us last year. We've always been above them. Now they think they're above us. You want me to tell you who I I know who said it. Who was it? Okay. It was it was Tim Scott. That's right. That's right. Yep. That that's how I tell you, that's how that's how real that game was to us. Like we were not coming out there to play. Like we was really when you say stuff like that, man, you gotta you gotta be ready to play. Cause you done called us out now. You done called us. We're we your little brothers. That's how we felt though. If you ask anybody that you have uh, um, have on your broadcast and have the talk, they'll tell you that. Like we felt really disrespected. So our way to do it was to disrespect them. Yep. And that's what we came out and did. <laughs> hey, hey you remember? <laughs> you remember after the game? What was the player that Carolina player after the games? He was so deflated. He said something. I can't remember exact words, but he said, "We're still better than them," or something like that. It was Tim like Scott. Like, it, I think it was the same guy. Still, it was the same guy. guy. Oh my uh, god! They're still not better than us. They're still not better than us. <laughs> <laughs> Giving up 125 points in two years. Just, just shut up. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just. And then I'm gonna tell you. I think the worst thing that made us mad, things as far as the defense, what made us mad. Is when they did that fake punt or that fake field goal. Oh fake my god! Yeah. When they did that, when they did that, we say, "Oh, that's the way y'all go play." So that's <laughs> right there. After halftime, when we came out from halftime, it was a whole different. We wasn't there, there a big six time. right after? Right after that? Oh man! Yeah, oh, everything. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that about Zeke? Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, okay. Yeah, different. yeah. There definitely was a big six. That right, was you. <laughs> <laughs> we hey, we was in a whole different zone at the time. Everything was rocking. Well, talk about that pick Every, six. Zeke coming out. We're coming out in the third quarter. Uh, what, what, man. man, talk talk about that um, play. So uh, if I if I'm not mistaken, it was uh it was a blitz. It was a buck blitz actually. So B is my buck. He was blitzing, and it was uh, I'm trying to see what coverage it was. I can't remember exactly, but I know I was a whole man. I was the whole man. So once B took off the blicks, I had the hole. I was just sitting back. So before the play happened, we sitting there. We had a couple plays before that. Before the play happened, we already know, of course, the call. And B, he started moving. He said, Z, he said, watch the crossing. Watch the crossing. Exactly like that. And I looked. I said, I got you. <laughs> that's, that's the main word. I got you. Hut. B takes off. I see him. He's gone. So I just started backing back, and I'm looking, and I just see in the back there, I see B open, and I'm looking to the left, and I just let that one come underneath me. And when I was bouncing to the left, acting like I was not going to that receiver he was throwing it to because he was throwing it to 
Quishon Davis, which was running right behind me. And I had already peeked him from behind me, so I'm like, that's the crossing he talked about. So I'm waiting for it. So right when he come, I bounce like I'm going left, and I seen it. I said, Marquis about to throw it. And right when he threw it, I just grabbed it. And all I thought was, nobody can catch me right now. The main thing is, Zeke Bigger, get to this end zone right now. Because I haven't scored none this season, none last season. Now I got to get in the end zone. I'm used to getting the end zone from high school. So when I didn't, I was kind of aggravated. Yeah. So I got I, I got that one in. Shoot, man. Say the less. The offense did some numbers. After that, the offense just went bananas. <laughs> yeah. how, about, how about this? Some people don't know this, and I don't know if I've even told um, Bubba and Kyle this before. Did you guys know that after that season, that Larry Fedora tried to steal Lincoln Riley from us? At, at oh yeah. Carolina? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We knew that. I okay. didn't know that. I did. I think I did. I think I did. I think I did. But yeah, that well, I guess if you score, if you can't beat them, join them. I mean, you put 125 up against the Tar Heels in two games, like Bubba said. He's our numbers guy. Then, uh, and even if say, and there's so many games, I forget the score. But those two, I remember extremely well because uh, it couldn't happen to a finer team. So, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a, a great moment, especially. Your record, your guy, you guys during that stretch. I mean, unbelievable record against the ACC. How many? How much of that was with the victories? How much of that was the fact that you should have, uh, you know, like there was a lot of guys like you that I know you were committed to Duke and then you chose East Carolina. But I'm sure there's a lot of guys. Maybe growing up they wanted to go to North Carolina, and never got a chance. Did that? Did you guys play with a chip on your shoulder? No, you were talking about earlier in the interview about the being the underdog. How about that? How much of that played it every time you played at ACC school? Um, it meant a lot because my scholarships was taken from ACC schools. They didn't like me. They didn't like my style, I guess. I mean, that's what I was told because um, I remember, except for Duke, Duke was the only one, because um, I remember Coach McCullum. He was a defensive line. He was a linebacker coach at NC State. Um, at the time, I was on their radar. Um, I'm guessing being offered, he came, saw me in person, I guess watched my film. He didn't like me, took my offer from me. Um, so Georgia Tech, I was Georgia Tech was looking at me. It was another coach looking at me at the time, I think Coach Spencer at the time, and McCullum had just left from NC State, and now he's the linebacker coach or whatever at Georgia Tech. Bam, took it from me again. <laughs> um, let me think. Um, Wake Forest, um, Coach Lambert. I didn't. I didn't come to see the school. I didn't. I didn't commit when I when he wanted me to. Took my scholarship from me. Um, uh, and at the whole time, y'all. At the at the whole time. This whole time, I never knew nothing about East Carolina. And Coach Ruff said they offered me my sophomore year, going to junior year at the end of junior year, like at the end of my sophomore year. Never knew. Never knew. This whole time, I'm seeing all these other offers. Never seen East Carolina. How did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't. I never seen East Carolina time. Never knew. So when it got to the point, when it got to it, the teams that was really on me hard at the end of the day was Illinois, Champaign. Out there in Champaign, Illinois. I'm trying to remember the coach out there. I know Zook was the coach, but the coach that was uh, recruiting me at the time, um, I can't think of his name, but they was on me, man. I say they're coming from Chicago, Illinois, 
and I'm playing. I got a basketball game in Londale, Shelby, in Londale over here in Shelby, North Carolina. Um, I'm playing take a game. Thank you from somebody who spent some time in Champaign-Urbana there in Illinois. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I understood. But at the time, you remember at that time when I was coming out, 2011, you remember Illinois went 6-0 and quick. You know, yeah. they was undefeated for a while. So I'm like, darn. And they coming to get me. I'm like, darn. And next thing you know, they dropped six games. <laughs> <laughs> that went six and six. I say, what happened? And so, you know, Zoop got fired. So yeah. from that point, that was that was it. And honestly, my senior year, I was committed to Duke, of course, but I was still trying to get my grades. I was trying to get my SAT score, trying to get everything put together. So during that time, I never really took an official visit to Duke. I just had one on a, like a uh, one of them visits where you're supposed to go out there and run and do your time and instead of little combine thing. But at the time, they had already offered me, so I was like, what am I running for? You know, what am I doing this stuff for? I ain't, you know. So I never, my first official visit in anything was in Greenville because I know Illinois wanted me to come down, but I was trying to take my SAT that same week, so it went in. It wasn't gonna work like that. So that was that 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 right there just led from. Now I can't go there, North Carolina. My brother, which is my god brother, um, Nokipius Otis. You know he was in North Carolina. It was a big article when we played each other at the time. Um, he played DN at uh, North Carolina, and at the time we wanted to stick together. You know he had a lot of offers. You know he had Florida. He had a lot of big offers at the time. And um, we wanted to try to stick together. And I forgot about Arkansas. I left that out. We wanted to stick. We wanted to stick together at the time. So I'm like, okay, man, let's do a duo. Let's see if North Carolina take me and you. You know what I'm saying? Try to get them to do a duo deal. They wouldn't happen. It. <laughs> so from that point, I'm just like, I don't like. I don't like Georgia Tech. I don't NC State. I don't care nothing about UNC. I don't care nothing about none of them. The only thing I care about was purple and gold at the time. If I played them, I got to destroy them because I feel like they disrespected me. <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah. That's how it went. And your record speaks for itself, you guys. And I know Coach Ruff won six games against the uh, the ACC. So, I believe he was 6-0, right, guys? He didn't lose anything, did he? Yeah, he did. He, he, yeah, he won. Won. Yeah. At the very end, that's right. Yeah, Tech. That's right. The very the fifteen. That's right. No, Never no, mind. we beat te- we we beat Tech in fifteen. We we lost to North yeah, Carolina in thirteen. And, and yeah, Tech in thirteen, and uh, lost to Virginia Tech in uh, in twenty ten. Uh, yeah, there was there was a few, but he he yeah. went on a row. He he won six he won didn't he win? five five in a row. The last five, five, last five okay. games against the ACC. Okay, five. Because I think I believe that was NC State, North Carolina. One of the years. I want to say you went ten and something. I think we were supposed to. We was close about to play Duke. Y'all remember that? It was like a bowl game that we was on our way. If we, I think, if we went and got beat by Marshall, we'd have been in the bowl game against Duke that year. Was that the yeah, same I, I bowl? think. No, I think. No, because they played twenty fifteen. I think there was some talks about us going to to try to work out a deal to play Duke in. Was it Charlotte? Were, were, were they going to try to so work out something bowl? like that? Yeah, in uh, in, in the uh, Heineken Car Care Bowl or whatever it was called, yeah. Belt Bowl, yeah, Belt Bowl, yeah, Belt, yeah. Belt Bowl. Yeah, because so, yeah, we wanted that one, we wanted it because we done beat everybody in North Carolina. We just felt like they was the only ones left. 
<laughs> that's how that's how we we wanted them so bad. And then with me being who I am and knowing they didn't really do anything wrong, you know, I just I got the grades as far as to get in Duke at the end, right there at the end. But I just chose to go to ECU. And at the time, they did bash me at the end, saying I didn't come because I didn't have the grades. Blah blah blah, which was false. I didn't right. at first. I did not have the grades at first. Yeah. So at the end, when I got took my uh, SAT again and I boosted up my GPA, also with the class I had to take and things like that. So bam! But then they went back and tried to throw salt on my name like that, and I was just like, wow. But other than that, I mean, I haven't had any no, any problems with none of them. Honestly, I mean, I still talk to the players that go there, things like that. We all friends. Everything is good. Like my brother, I see him every day. We talk about the North Carolina game all the time. And he just be like, man, we he, – he say they changed their defense up when they got there or something. So, but he was just like, man, we couldn't stop y'all, man. He was like, man, everybody just – and he said, you was playing good defense. He said, y'all was just on key. He was like, y'all just whooped our tail, honestly. So, as long as they know, that's all That's all that matters. Hey, so he handled it better than Tim Scott. <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know how Tim handled it. I don't know. I haven't seen Tim in a while. But now I will when I see him, I will ask him about it just to be funny. Now it's funny though. Uh, I heard a recent interview here in the last month or so with Breon Allen, and Breon was talking about he didn't call him by name. I don't know if he didn't remember his name. He just said number seven, and I knew exactly who he was talking about. Yeah, he, yeah. He, 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 said, he said number seven. He started chuckling. <laughs> he said number seven was talking pregame. He said he said we shut him up. <laughs> yeah, shut him up real quick. Set him up real quick, yeah, man. And it, it's like, a big game, that's what I'm saying, man. The team, think about it, though, y'all. When you sit back, the team that we had, the weapons that we had on the offensive side especially, then when you come on the defense side of the ball, it was like, it. I mean, it's something that I haven't seen in a while, honestly. You know, especially with ours, I mean, we see them, we see them growing, which I'm giving them time to grow. That's why. That's what I'm telling. You. I, I don't. I'm not putting them down. I love our university. I love that football team. I love what they're doing. I love what they're trying to do and trying to get to. Um, and I, I can't put them down because I know what them kids been through. They've been through different changes. You know what I'm saying? And and sometimes you know you got to get equipped with how somebody else do something than how somebody else ran their program. So I mean, right now I'm just looking forward to see what they're gonna do this year. I'm just hoping a great year because I will be showing up. One of them games, I will be there. What do you think about the question I was going to ask you? Uh, we'd love to know what are your what are your thoughts early on with uh, Coach Houston? Uh, I know that you said you want to meet him, and obviously you guys, uh, being former players, are welcome and open arms, which is a great thing. Uh, what do you think about on the outside looking in? I know you you're there and. Um, in Gaston area, I guess Shelby, but what are you coming back uh, to East Carolina, Greenville's home? What do you think coming back home, uh, Pirate Nation, uh, with this year, with 2020? It's going to be a little bit different maybe with uh, COVID and all the stuff like that with fans, but what do you think about the atmosphere in Coach Houston? I'm loving the atmosphere. Um, I feel like it's going to get back to where it was, um, especially when while we was there. Um, I, I felt like while we was there, man, it was the best place to play. It was one of the best atmosphere in college football. Like when you came to Dowdy Fick, you knew you had to come play. And you knew our fan base was there. You know, now, you know, with all the changes, you don't really see people there. 
You know what I'm saying? I, we That's something we're not used to. You turn on the games, ain't nobody really in the boneyard. Ain't nobody really in the stands. I mean, we probably didn't sell out a lot of games, but we was, we was damn near close. So, I mean, it's just that that right there is what I see him bringing back. I see people coming back to the school, you know, the things he's doing out in the community and the things he's doing with the team, you know, because it all works with them. They're working out in the community, giving back, trying to help. And that's the things you got to do to bring your support back home. You know, you have to have a, every every coach has a different different method, you know, a different way they do things. And the way he's doing it now, from what I see from the outside, is is going well. I mean, I don't think I can see it them from now going up. Zeke, I got a Dave and uh, Bubba's going to finish it up with you. I got a bounce. I just wanted to say it was a pleasure talking to you and uh, good luck going forward, man. I hope you get your uh, your opportunity uh, in the league. All right, appreciate you. Thank you for having me. You have a blessing. Hey, Z, kind of piggybacking off what Kyle's saying about your opportunity in the league, and it's hard to believe that this fall will be the, the fifth season uh, since you exhausted your eligibility in the purple and gold, but just talk about uh, the, those four and a half or so years since and some of the opportunities you've had. I know you've had at least one, maybe multiple opportunities with the Carolina Panthers, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and then uh, to get those opportunities, I know you what's played up in a spring league in West Virginia or somewhere? Yes, yes, I did. Um, the spring league, that that was that was something that was nice. Um, it was definitely dope. It, it was fun. It was a way to get an opportunity to play again, so it was something I chose to do. Um, like you said, it was out for a year. So during that time, I, I started working, doing things and working out, doing some training. And I obviously – came up on the spring league. The first ever spring league was going on or they was getting me going. And um, I looked up on it. I'm like, oh, man, okay. These people be coming, these people. So I said, why not? Boom. Got to West Virginia. I drove to West Virginia. Got there. Uh, Man, I'm going to be honest with you. At the time, it's the first time. So, you know, it was unorganized while we got there. You know, like the first three or four days, three days before the practice, it was raining and pouring down in West Virginia. We didn't get to do really anything, you know, at the time. And so, I mean, you really can't. It's the first time, so they're trying to get everything going. You don't understand what the weather's going to be, nothing like that. But not only that, when you're there during that time, I picked up so much knowledge, man, because you had so many players. You had Greg Hardy there. You had Amar Bradshaw there. You had Ben Tate there. You had Kellen Winslow there. You had um, Noel Devon there. You had uh, – Sam Montgomery, uh, what is it? Montgomery? Yeah, play for LSU. DN is it Sam. Yeah, Sam Montgomery. Um, you had so many athletes that was trying to get back in the game, and during that time, it was just it was just competing, and that I think that right there excelled. And I don't know where or or how I think Carolina just came in during that time. There was a lot of teams coming in. Doing while we're doing the spring league because we supposed to have like three or four games, and uh, they're watching practice. Of course, they're getting all film, and I guess it so happened. Carolina came in one day and they saw my film and they liked me. And I guess, of course, me being a hometown kid too, um, probably had some little sway with that also. Um, but I'm knowing they came. They came in. Um, I actually got a call from my agent um, at the time. Well, not at the time before that. I had an agent that that I was with at the time. He called me, 
and let me know because at the time I wasn't with them, but of course they're gonna call them because that's the last last agent I was with. Um, so he reached out to me and still got still good people um, and let me know that the Carolina Panthers had reached out. And at the time I'm like, huh? So I, I get on the phone and call the agent I'm with at the time um, at that point and let him know. And we're going, we're talking. Okay, I'm going to rookie minicamp. So doing a rookie, uh, I'm gonna tell you what was so crazy though. So the the next, I think the next day or the next two days, Carolina came to West Virginia, and we was playing a game. We supposed to have a game, a four quarter game, black against white type uh, jerseys. That's what they were. Um, and we were supposed to be in the plan, and I chose not to play. And why I chose not to play was because of what I seen when I got out there on the field. Linebacker had got hurt, and I'm just like, man, this is my first time finally getting an opportunity. I can't go out here and then get hurt, then they take it back from me. You know, so I'm asking all the coaches, like, am I doing the right thing? I don't want to feel like – and it was NFL coaches there. It was a lot of different coaches. Uh, Coach O'Shea, um, 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 trying to think of the rest of them. It was a lot. It was so many. Um, but during that time, and I asked them, they were like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. So I remember coming off the field, and Carolina asked me, they were like, uh, hey, Ken, why don't you play? Why you play? I said, sir, honestly, I said, I just want to save myself. I didn't want anything to happen, get injured. You know, I want to come there healthy and do what I have to do. Get there, oh, man, what a blast. Uh, at home, I'm home, y'all. I just don't I don't know how to explain it. Young kid, always want to be at home, play football. Grew up as a Dallas Cowboys fan, but being at home, then my family, my loved ones, that was just something that was a dream come true. Um, never thought that would happen. Get an opportunity there, go and play. Um, rookie minicamp, I get released after the three days. Uh, two weeks in, Carolina calls me back. I go back. I go through OTAs, the whole nine, rookie, uh, the whole camp, whole nine, end of camp. I mean, of course, the preseason, I played pretty well. Everybody saw what I did. I mean, I went out and did what I could do. Come um, after that, after the preseason, I get released. So probably like a week, a week and a half, two weeks, come back, I get brought back to the team. Um, and then I think three weeks in, I did three weeks, I believe, practice squad, and then I was released again. So then after that, it was just, you know, wait, get ready, see what's going to happen. So I get a call again from the Panthers, um, bringing me back to rookie minicamp. So at the time, I'm like, okay, I'm getting that opportunity to like me. But then I'm watching the draft, and they draft a, a fifth-round linebacker uh, with Jermaine Carter. Um, and then they draft uh, a seventh-round linebacker with Andre. You know, uh, Andre, uh, I, can't, I don't know his last name. Um, but they signed them, so I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, at that time, like, I don't know you done draft two linebackers, but you brought me back to your minicamp. And so I'm just, you know, so I go out there and do what I do and play ball. Had had a good three-day camp, rookie mini camp. Of course, released after that. I go to Canada. I was in Ottawa and Canada. A lot of people didn't know. Some people did. Um, I was in Ottawa and Canada that year. Went down there for rookie mini camp. Um, played, played great. Second league in tackle in the preseason. 
um, way too much. At that time, I didn't know anything about Canada football. They want you to be a little lighter and things like that. I didn't know anything about that at the time, so I got released after after that. Um, next year, next following year, this last year, they asked me to come back, and they wanted me to lose some weight. Like, could you be 225, 220 in that range? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So I get to that point. I get to Ottawa. I'm 218 pounds. I don't work my butt off. I'm talking about to to do whatever I had to do to play this game again, do what I got to do, and go out and have fun and enjoy myself. So I get there. First day we get there, sit down, talk to the coaches, explain why they brought me back and thought thought highly of me, things like that, and was happy that I lost the weight because, I mean, I told them I could, and that's why I came down at 218. And the first day of practice, I got injured. Um, running one-on-ones, made a move. The wide receiver, the tight end made a move. I made a move with him. And me not realizing that, okay, I'm on a CFL field right now. I'm still in the zone just like I'm ready to play. And when he throws the ball and I'm running towards the receiver and I something said, look back just a little bit. And when I look back and I turn around, I'm just, I guess I'm anticipating that I'm further away than I'm supposed to be and I didn't have to and end up just extending my leg too far, and I jammed my hip. So I had been out for about a year, honestly. Um, so now I'm back on my feet, I'm moving around, so that's why I want to get another opportunity. Um, so that's, that's how that went, man. It was just the cards I was dealt, the things that happened. You know, um, I was ready that last time. I mean, I'm still ready, but that last time in Canada, that 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 was a big that was a big hit just because I never really been hurt where I couldn't play. Um, so, but other than that man, that's it. I'm back on my feet. I'm running. I'm out here trying to train young athletes to try to be better than me. Um, and I'm trying my trying my best to give back to the community, however I can. And I may have some good news coming up in some months. Um, depending on what's going on with this coronavirus and different things and when everything can open up. And that should be fun, too. So I think I got some more things to accomplish, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, Zeke, I actually was not aware of that second opportunity you received in Canada, but uh, I I think when you added me as a friend on Instagram, I saw some pictures that were more recent, and you did look like you had lost some weight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had. They told me to get down, man. So I got down to two eighteen. Wow. So what about? Got down. Uh, what about opportunities now? Is there anything you can uh, talk about? No. Are we getting nibbles? Can you at least tell us that? I know you want to jinx it, or I know anything. Um, I don't really have any anything in mind as far as opportunities. I'm just wanting to stay ready and get my body to where it needs to be, which. I'm 100% now with my lower body and things like that. I got to take care of. Didn't have to have surgery, nothing like that. So my body is fine. Um, just looking for opportunity any way I can. So during this time, just trying to tweak numbers, call people, email. Um, been trying to email different coaches or different GMs and CFL and things like that. Um, just because, I mean, I just feel like that's the route. And if God bless me and somebody called in the NFL and be like, hey, man, we want to get opportunity, I would love that too. I, wouldn't, I would never turn that down um, just because I know I got a lot of game left in me. 
and me sitting at the house watching these games, I know I can be some uh, a help to someone's team. Just put it like that. <laughs> we actually had a pirate. I'm sorry, Zeke. I, I was just saying we had a we had a pirate, De- Devon Claybrooks, who was a head coach up in the CFL. Okay, we do. Where? At? I, I think they. I think he was staff may have been let go. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. He was with the BC Lions. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So those yeah. connections I didn't have or don't know anything about. And, um, and who was it recently? Bubba was drafted number one overall of uh, Philip Jordan Williams. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Williams, Jordan. Yeah. Just yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So seen you got some, you got some guys. Yeah, congrats to him. Yeah, I like to have me another opportunity, man. So that's why I don't look. I don't look past it. Um, I still have the faith. I'm still kicking. Because if I if I wouldn't, I wouldn't be still working out. Doesn't believe that I'd be ready to get me get fat. <laughs> I'd be ready to sit down and eat and just get fat. Because some days I get lazy and I gotta talk to myself. I mean, I do. I have to talk to myself and hey man, let's go. Because I just feel like man, you never know when, you know. And I just feel like I, I my cards. They were challenging, I mean, but you got to deal with the cards you were dealt. You know, I knew right. when I got to the Panthers, it was going to be a tough. It was going to be tough because they was loaded. You know, at the time when I was with the Panthers, we were loaded with linebackers. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. <laughs> you know, everybody can look on that list and just go down the line. You're like, huh. You know, and at the time, they had been there for a while. Right. So, you know, you got to fight against veterans and and then the last time Luke got a concussion when I was in the practice squad against Philadelphia that game, that concussion he took. So the next Monday, that's when I got released out to practice. Like I was seeing people get released that morning, and it was like, I'm like, darn, they're going to keep me. But I kind of figured something already because in the meeting, linebacker meeting, we were sitting there and we was chilling. And, you know, regular people, everybody else met me, TD, Luke, the rest, you know, um, and we was chilling, then next thing you know, Gobbuck, I think that's his last name, he used to play linebacker with the Cowboys. He was a nine-year vet at the time, Gobbuck. So I don't know his first name. His last name was like Gobbuck, G-H, um, something. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I recall the name. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't recall the yeah, he, first name like you're saying. Yeah, he walked. Uh, that's when he walked in. I'm like, oh, man, because I'm thinking at the time, like, they're going to give me a chance, the opportunity to play. Like, this is my time to play. Like, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for this moment. Just, I felt the same way I felt at ECU. I'm ready for this moment. You don't think I'm ready for this moment, but I'm ready for this moment. You know, at the time, so he came in, and I'm like, done, they're going to keep me on practice squad. All right, cool. I'm cool with that. Let me keep learning. Let me do what I got to do. So the whole practice, we just going through everything, having good practice. Now that morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, we lift the weights, and people just get sent out. I'm talking about release, back-to-back, back-to-back. And I'm like, Lord, please don't release me, Lord. Please let him keep me. So then after the practice, I'm walking out the building. I'm leaving. I'm trying to get up out of there. <laughs> I'm walking. I get a tap on my back. Marty needs to see you. And that's, oh, that's, that's all I remember, man. I'm just like, huh? At the time when he said, I'm walking. Now, I'm walking out the door, y'all. I'm about... I'm about 10 steps, <laughs> 10 steps near the door. I'm 10 steps over the door. He tapped me. Uh, Marty, Marty needs to see you and bring your iPad. I'm like, oh, man, here we go. So 
and that was it. And I never got opportunity um, with another NFL team at the time. I, I don't know why, but hey, things happen. So you got to well, deal with what you can deal with. Yeah, Zeke, we're hoping that uh, certainly the, another opportunity we'll keep praying that, that comes along. Uh, we know the fight that you have in you. You're a pirate. And uh, dealing with all of us are dealing with storms of life, whether it's COVID, uh, who knows what people are dealing with. But uh, before we let you go, i got one question. You were talking about eating, and I know you can't eat right now, but what was your favorite place to eat? Did you have our favorite places, plural, in Greenville, while you were there with in the Greenville. Pirates? I'm gonna be honest. Sup dogs got to be on there. You can't, you can't leave sup dogs. You, you know, you gotta <laughs> yeah. have your sup dogs when you come to Greenville. Um, I'm trying to think of some other places. Sup dog. I was at Mayflowers. I okay. love Mayflowers. Um, and East Coast every Monday. The wings. They had the uh, the wings on the Monday. Oh, yeah. We eat them every Monday in Lamb's mm. Garden. If you haven't had the chicken wings from Lamb's Garden, the Chinese restaurant right there yeah. near the food line. The 10th Street. Um, right. Yeah, on 10th Street, right there. Yeah. Try them out. Lamb's Garden yep. Chicken Wings. The what about any barbecue? Out there. Barbecue, any barbecue? Um, what was, uh, uh, we used to have Dickies, of course, and then we had, I'm trying to think of the one, um, the white building, the white building down there. Parkers. Uh, what was Parkers, Parkers. Okay. I like Parkers. Oh, no, Memorial. Yep, I like Parkers. Um, How about, did you ever have bees, the little hole in the wall? Bees, bees, bees. It's not like you're going out of town, like you're headed home. It's it's not too far from the hospital. <laughs> I don't think I did. I never had that. Yeah, we well, actually a road. What is right there? Um, the roads near, not too far from yeah. Zach's bees. It's called Bees Barbecue Road. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, I never had that. Did um, you get a I chance? Know, <laughs> so I need to go there. I need to go to bees. Yeah, yeah. It's it's clean. It's clean. Yeah, you need to, okay. what you need to do, if you go to bees, you better go early because what they do, they only make a certain amount. And if you go about okay. 1 o'clock or so, you're going to, you, you're going to be, you might be out of luck That's on eating the bees. So you need, yeah, you need to go about like 11 or so whenever they open up. They have no phone. You can't call them yeah. in order. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's what? on like the country road. Yeah. yeah. That's how that's how good it is and how much they're living on their reputation. They don't, they don't even need a telephone. Wow! Yeah, I gotta go check that out then. When you come to the when your next home game, I guess that'll be the Marshall game. I'm gonna be confident it's gonna be August 29th. Uh, then you gotta check that weekend uh, week week zero. Yeah, make sure you get you some bees barbecue. You'll love it. Yeah, definitely. I gotta check that out. Appreciate y'all for that. Let me check that one out because I love when I got down there. I still loving. I started loving brisket. I oh, never yeah. really ate brisket until I got to ECU. And that's when I started loving Brisket. Yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. Well, man, I appreciate yeah. you coming on. And we're going to have, uh, obviously, in the fall, we'll have our Pirate football playback for the sports objective. So we'd love to have you on. We have former players on talking about the kind of recapping the game and breaking it down. And we'd love for you to break down some film with us. And, and we'll do that coming up. Uh, we do the old football season, obviously. So we'd love to have you back on then. Definitely, definitely. Thank you for having me, man. And, um, Thank you. Thank you again, uh, and I'll get to you next time. i definitely do that one. Just stay in touch with me, and I'll stay in touch with you, and we'll make it happen. Thank you very much, Zeke. Appreciate him very much, and hopefully he won't be a stranger. He told us to keep in touch, Bubba, so we did. you don't have to worry about that. We love the former players. Obviously, we love the current players and current coaches, too, but uh, we're uh, our platform, you cannot deny 
our platform from the very beginning. When I, I met Bubba in the spring of 18, of course, I've known Kyle for even way longer than that. We hadn't seen each other long. We reconnected, if you will, reunited. And it feels so good. And um, so you got with, with the three of us, there's always going to be a commitment, no matter what sport. If you put on the purple and gold, we're behind you, behind you 100%. Hey, Bubba, you know, uh, we were talking about on the very beginning of the show about seats and tickets. Can you believe that? Yeah, I'm just awesome news. Um, I tell you, when you sent me that this morning, Dave, uh, I thought we'd probably at some point get to that 10,000 mark, but uh, to do it like we did, or I mean, to be right there knocking on the door after yesterday, um, it was certainly a, a jolt of uh, adrenaline th- this morning. That's so why I, I don't know. I just, it seems like I was just I'm, I just had goosebumps and. Uh, just started thinking about everything that a uh, East Carolina football game day entails. Uh, I couldn't uh, get being a Dowdy Ficklin out of my head after hearing that. It's just crazy. And, you know, uh, speaking of season tickets, Bubba, we're giving away a pair of season tickets. We are. That's what you follow us on Twitter at eSportsOBJ. Um, we have a pinned tweet there that details the contest, tells how you can win these two season tickets. And, um, of course, you, you'll need to follow and then also like and retweet. And that will put your name in the hat. Uh, also, go to our Facebook page and simply search the Sports Objective and uh, like, like our page. And by doing so, um, by liking, following, and sharing, uh, that will get your name into the drawing a second time. And then uh, if you listen to the podcast um, on Audio Boom, then make sure that you've subscribed or uh, liked us there, and then screenshot that proof on either Twitter or Facebook, and um, you can obviously do that wherever you listen. And then, lastly, um, if you are a subscriber to our YouTube channel, if you've already subscribed, or if you're going to subscribe now, and then you screenshot that proof, then um, that will put your name into the hat a fourth time. Uh, so you have four opportunities if you want to take them to win these season tickets. A great opportunity, even if you are a season ticket holder. Maybe you have a sibling. Uh, I have a sister, and she's uh, um, <clears throat> since I've been a season ticket holder in 2012, she's been coming to the games, and she's got. I mean, when you talk about a pirate, listen to this, Bubba. My sister has as a nurse. She has her BSN, uh, Bachelor's of Science of Nursing, from East Carolina. She has her Master's in Nursing Education from East Carolina, and I'm very proud of her. Um, she recently, in the month of May, graduated with her Ph.D. in nursing. Um, so um, needless to say, she's retired from education as far as formal education. Of course, she always are learning. Um, but she's a huge pirate through and through, and um, she's very excited about um, I asked her last week if she's going to the games, and she <laughs> that was a no-brainer. That was probably a dumb question of me for that. I text her that. Um, and she's like, yeah. Um, so, you know, if you have that situation where you have a sibling, maybe they have a boyfriend like she does, and you want they want to be able to go to the games. Well, if you win the pair of tickets for them, you can win the pair of tickets and say, "Sister, I've got a season tickets for you." So you might not be able to sit with them, but at least uh, you're spreading the love. Maybe you have some neighbors who um, I had my God rest his soul, the first co-host of the show. He because of me saw the love and passion. He was a uh, Zeke Bigger was talking about University of Illinois. He was a uh, he was a um, alum of the Illini. And he uh, came down here to Greenville, started working with me, uh, followed me to Greenville. And uh, then he, because of the passion I had for the Pirates, 
he fell in love with the Pirates. I took him to a game, and he was blown away. He's he, he's a pro. He's a Chicago guy, pro football. You know, he went to the of course Illinois, but he was a pro, uh, pro sports kind of guy, and he didn't get it until um, I think we were playing the the first game he went to was Western Carolina. Uh, the first game under Mo and uh, the atmosphere, even with, with that game, and he just didn't understand. I told him you won't understand it until you do the tailgating and the whole nine yards. So, um, anyway, we could uh, talk all in all about how great the atmosphere is. It's going to be a lot better. Again, get your season tickets, folks. One eight hundred dial ECU, ECUPirates.com. Go. I mean, how easy is to do all that? Like Bubba said, four chances for you to have a shot at winning a pair of season tickets is a no brainer. So. Bubba, do you have anything before we're going to go? Yeah, we can just promote some of our upcoming contests. Um, no yeah, in a, and so um, obviously some of you may have tuned in on Facebook when, when we had some extreme technical difficulties that we've never encountered on Facebook before uh, via the StreamYard platform. Um, we, we were trying to uh, catch up with Major League Baseball uh, veteran um, or he spent 14 years in baseball. He's been out some time now, but uh, Brett Boone, of course, that Boone family name is synonymous with the game, and uh, so we'll catch up with Brett. And then, in addition to to Brett, um, we'll also um, on Monday night catch up with Hank Harewood, Greenville native, East Carolina alum, doing big things as the deputy AD down at Winthrop University. Also, um, longtime college coach and uh, color analyst Bill Curry. Um, catch up with Coach Curry, and um, also next week we'll have DG David Glenn on the show, uh, who obviously was syndicated throughout North Carolina uh, um, sports talk uh, business for, what, 15 years or something, 20 years? Yeah, yeah, it was a long time, and he's uh, now writing for The Athletic and doing a lot of uh, other cool stuff. We're going to catch up with DG and find out what's uh, what's new with him and get his take on COVID and a whole bunch of uh, – there's so many storylines we can talk to him about, so we'll do that next Thursday night on Facebook Live and uh, and – and, of course, live on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Yep, and uh, on that same show with DG, we'll catch up with Charles Arbuckle. Uh, he is a college football analyst, um, does an excellent job. He played for UCLA, was an All-American, I think, twice for the Bruins, and um, yeah. also played for a few years in the NFL. And um, also, um, we will catch up here in the next, week, a week and a half with Eric Ward. Eric Ward is the director of marketing with East Carolina, or director of fan engagement, I think, to be exact. And uh, so so uh, we'll catch up with Eric. And then also, uh, we've mentioned this one, uh, Francisco Cabrera, who got the game-winning yeah. hit uh, for the Atlanta Braves to score Sid Green back in 1991. Uh, that's what it, and Francisco will join the program on uh June the 23rd, along with Eric Ward. Sounds good. Uh, a lot of fun. I want to thank Zeke Bigger, who um, he's up to bigger things, pun intended, and look forward to we're going to pull hard for you, Zeke, about getting a, maybe a deal in the CFL or somewhere in the NFL. That would be awesome. Thanks to Kyle from the Grange Barber, of course, Bubba Rosenbaum, and I'm Dave Richmond, and you have been listening to the Sports Objective Podcast. You've been listening to the Sports Objective Podcast. Join us next time as the guys will be objective, and the objective is sports.